0: Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHEO Cubs post-game podcast. I'm Cody, uh, not Luke Stuckmeyer, who's on vacation. The Cubs are now 0-2 when Luke Stuckmeyer goes on vacation. I'm not mad about it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Joined by our friend Jared, who's in for because Luke Stuckmeyer's not here. I'm i think just, i'm just Luke gonna keep pointing out that luke's not here because the cubs keep losing without
1: him being here yeah i mean <laughs> it sounds like he needs to cut this vacation short
0: and get himself back yeah. in here um can follow jared at j willis that's correct w y l l y s uh jared he for C H G O, if you don't know he covers both cubs and white Sox from the ballpark most days when he is doing stuff for us. So he's stepping in for basically just to you know do post game with me tonight. Ryan's gonna join us from the ballpark later, um, in the post game podcast as always. Um and yeah, Cubs lose eight to five tonight at beautiful historic Wrigley Field. The vibes are once again not good. Um Cubs fall to what, four under now?
1: Is it four, four under, or? yeah. So thirty-seven and forty-one and as we were talking about earlier, I think this will put them four and a half back. Mm-hmm. You know, and at a time where the division looks like it's within reach, you don't want to look too far ahead. But mm-hmm. you've got some games in Milwaukee coming up next week, and it, it it's a spot where, if you know, if they can salvage the last game of this series and then do well against mm-hmm. Cleveland over the weekend, you're setting yourself up nicely. But yeah, man, it's it's. Uh, they need that starting pitching to, to get things in line.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Drew Smiley here in a bit. I, I, I'm looking at the chat. Temple Highlights, dude, I, I get it. I sent a, I sent a tweet that I, I said the wrong name, and I deleted it, and I sent the right tweet. Congratulations, you caught it, all right? Now stop. Thank you. Um, I see Colin. I see our good friend Gerard. Uh, Tanya, she says therapy session. Cody, yes, there will be a therapy session Twitter space on my way home tonight because I'm frustrated with the last 18 innings. Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Um, I see you, Jack R. We are fine. Geez, he says relax. Listen, I get it. Uh, four games under right there in the division race. Did fall game back tonight, four and a half back now in the NL Central. The Reds and the Brewers win. But if there's anything giving me any kind of optimism is that, do you think any of those teams are going to run away? No maybe the reds if they figure out the pitching they have the offense but they they don't have the pitching brewers it's like the opposite can they get the offense to go with the pitching i don't know and and if you look at you know i i tend to
1: i sometimes can get too fixed on certain numbers but i like to look at run differential yeah and if you look at their division the cubs are the only team in the division with a positive run differential and it's they've they've Got a, even after tonight, they've got a pretty sizable lead in that mm-hmm. respect over everybody else. Now, obviously, that's not translating into as many wins as you'd like to see, but they are, for the most part, playing a lot of the kind of baseball that they need to play to win games. It's just mm-hmm. some of it's just bad luck or bad timing and, yeah. and those kinds of things. There was and,
0: definitely some bad luck tonight yep. offensively. Um, we got a super chat from uh, Joe... He says, uh, we'll always have those 14 days in June. Uh, yeah, what was your favorite part of the 14 days in June? Um, June is not over. It's not over. It's not over. Um, but I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, in that fifth inning, they had, they had a, a bigger uh, – they scored two or what, three runs? No, two runs because uh, they had scored – the first two runs were Jared Young's first career homer, and then Swanson hit one later in the game. And then in the fifth inning, they finally started to get to Nola. They got a – they rung together a bunch of hits, but they didn't get the big, big hit. Um, the the biggest moment was Morrell walking yeah, uh, with the bases loaded. And it was – like I remember being like being really hyped about it, even though all it did was make it 8-3 to three, because he was down 0-2 in the count, yes. worked it to 3-2, worked the walk, and you still had zero outs with your best hitters coming to the plate – And Ian Happ, he hits one hard up the middle. It hits the glove of the pitcher, gets knocked to, I think, second base. They go ahead and take the out because they're up eight to three, whoever is at third scores. Um, And then basically the same type of thing happened the next batter. And, like, the, the Cubs just didn't get the big, big hit to be able to drive in multiple runs. And it's kind of like the story of the season because we've talked about it ends about how there isn't a ton of power on this team. Of course they hit two homers tonight, but of course there's n- no one on base. Solo homers, yeah. So if, like it's kind of like ah fuck us, right? But like that that is the story like when they have guys on base, right. who's hitting the big homer? Who's hitting? Who's hitting the one in the gap to clear the bases and they needed that desperately in the 5th inning tonight and they didn't get it. Um and then And that's kind of like what what we were just talking about
1: where in many ways, they're doing the right kinds of things to win. But then, mm-hmm. when you have your big spot there in the fifth inning, with the bases loaded, no outs, you get this incredible at bat from Morel. Um, down 0-2, draws a walk to to drive in a run. That was that was the spot right there. And then you get you get a little bit of bad luck where, mm. you know, like you like you said, it's it's off Nola's glove and it sets up, you know, sets up that play perfectly. It's just sooner or later you'd like to think that across a baseball season you're going to have some innings like that that go the other way because I yeah. think the Cubs have seen a lot of that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and not as much where they do get the hit that you know gets into the outfield and clears the bases and that the kind of thing that we were all looking for yeah. in that spot yeah. um, but there's there's also you know I, I saw somebody it mentioned it in the chat but you know when you have Ian Happ coming up in some of those big spots and and not getting the hits and not even giving you really like competitive at bats and you know that's he's been playing well of late but the last two right. nights have been not great and when, and it's not even you know this isn't even a criticism of him specifically it's just that it seems like you get those spots where mm. the guy that you should be
0: able to depend on to come through for you it's just not happening. Yeah. Fernando says Stuck doesn't like people sitting in his chair. And believe me, I'd rather be sitting in Jared's seat right now with, with Luke Stuckmeyer leading the show. Well, isn't <laughs>
1: technically Luke's chair over there right now? It is could that, be because we yeah. only have two seats here. So let the record show.
0: Let the record show. <clears throat> yes, that Luke's <laughs> chair
2: is not Luke's chair is not pictured.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also see Barb in the chat. Yes, Barb. Once again, we are live. And yes, that is Jared, who again uh, usually reports from the ballpark uh, does a lot of work at allchO.com for us so check him out um, uh, let's make sure we keep everything nice and tight for Barb's ball yeah for, especially for Barb you know I know she she needed us to end the show earlier last night we'll try it we'll try to keep it to an hour tonight for you Barb Now
2: uh, uh, my guy Steven Nageshi uh, has a, another super chat in here. We'll get to real quick. Mancini airs on Sunday will be remembered as the turning point of the season, and it's all going (laughs) downhill now. It's funny that that – I mean, I've heard a few Cubs fans already say that because it does feel like that now Mm -hmm. because of the – the staunch difference between vibes, as you like to say, Cody. Yeah. From Saturday, the first inning, Sunday they're up for nothing, and now everything has turned for the worse in right. three games. I put as our, you know, the headline of the graphic of the show was jet lagged, Jared and I had talked about it. It it feels like they've they've lost something they had mm. in Chicago before. You know, at first they won a game in London. It's like okay. We're still rolling. And now it does feel like the London trip mm-hmm. has had an effect, not trying to make excuses. No. It just feels that way.
0: A uh, few things to r- respond to you. First off, hit the like button for Braggs because he's doing an incredible job being our uh, producer. Uh, second you. to, in, in regards to Mancini on Sunday, like we talked about it or Corey and Brennan talked about it on Sunday. We talked a lot about Mancini last night because he struck out three times. I I understand the the I like the the frustration. The, the last 18 innings have been frustrating. Even I mean the last 27 innings have been frustrating, right? But if you want to you want you want me to just give it to you. Okay, they were up 4 to nothing. They gave up all those runs and when that inning ended, it was still 4 to 3. The Cubs still led after the Mancini error and they didn't add on runs after that and Marcus Stroman didn't exactly have the best performance anyway and when the Cardinals took the lead it's not like they scored like seven runs to make it like 10 to 4 or something like that they won what was it seven to five yeah they won the game seven to five. the Cubs had opportunities or chances or just having the opportunity to score runs to actually win that game again I understand that Mancini can't play first base anymore defensively and all that but like I'm tired of that being like Something to, like, make, give an excuse. Like, the whole jet lag thing, it ain't for me. Like, I don't care. I don't care. The Cardinals, they came back and and they beat the Astros yesterday. And thankfully, they blew the game tonight against them. So, they came back and won a game. I I, I don't care. I, I I don't care. It's Major League Baseball. You come back from London. You know that this is one of the biggest stretches of the year. Pull your pants up and just win. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do when you are – a game or two, uh, a game or two out of first place. Now it's four and a half, and now you have to crawl. You have to, you have to gather yourself back up and and bounce back again. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not using this whole London jet lag thing as an excuse, and and, and I'm tired of the Mancini thing being the turning point. Before this stretch they had in June, everyone was saying that the Drew Smiley perfect game when Jan Gomes almost ran him over was the turning point of the season because they yeah. played so bad after that until this point in June. They're four and a half back in the division. They've lost three in a row. They have to find a way to get the starting pitching because the starting pitching the last three days hasn't been good. And they have to get the timely hits when they need it. That's how you win baseball games. That's how they won 11 to 13 or whatever it was. So start doing it again. That that It's that simple. It really is that simple to me.
1: Right. And I, I think to to say at this point that to call anything a turning point is just – is. You're searching too hard for something, and I, I understand Like, the I get the frustration it, yeah, related yeah. to the
0: Mancini thing. Like, um, everyone, like, the like the quote-unquote vibes, as, as I say, yes, I, I agree. Like, since that moment, it feels like things have just been weird. But the Cubs, like, they've had opportunities to win games. Maybe not necessarily tonight because the starting pitcher gave up seven runs, but – even yesterday they lost 5 to 1 that's not an insurmountable amount that you can't come back from right in and on sunday especially that cardinals pitching staff we've laughed about it plenty on this podcast about how it's their pitching staff sucks and they couldn't score more than four or five runs on sunday right. Right. in london in a ballpark that was notably known for you know where a lot of runs are being scored I I just I can, it's not an excuse I'm not making an excuse for for them the last 3 days. Well, they they just got to they they have to play better. That's that it's simply that. And I I feel like David Ross would say the same thing. I feel like the absolutely. players would say the same thing and
1: that so, that's it. Yeah, I mean, two a few things about that. Number 1, you know, before yesterday's game, um I talked to David Ross and I asked him the question about, you know, hey, you you've had the opportunity now to to be a part of these like special games in two different occasions. They did the Field of Dreams game last year. And now they had this London series and just ask him about like, okay, so on one hand, it's a really cool opportunity to be a part of this event and showcase the sport. But on the other hand, you have to manage just the, you know, the, the travel that that involves, especially with London. I was surprised to see that they only gave them one day off coming back. Yeah. Um, but his answer mm-hmm. was, effectively like, Hey, you got to put your big boy pants on and go out and win a game. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, there's, yeah, there's probably a little bit of jet lag, but these guys knew that they were going to be experiencing that long before this trip even happened. A lot Mm -hmm. of them talked about some of the stuff that they had done to try to manage that. So not a one of them mentioned that as, as a factor yesterday. Um, I think what we, you look at instead is they faced a starting pitcher yesterday who was just lights out. You don't, you know, we don't give enough credit to sometimes it's just the other team has done such a good job that your guys are going to have a hard time. And so mm-hmm. Suarez yesterday was lights out. And that's, that's just, you face that every once in a while. Tonight it was, you didn't get a couple of the timely hits when you needed them. So this isn't necessarily this is a turning point or, <laughs> um, You know, this is a team that's so soft and weak that they can't handle traveling back from from London a few days ago. This is you faced good pitching, and then yeah, you you missed one of your spots. You have
0: to remember the Phillies are playing; they've been playing really well in June. Um, And as much as I I don't believe in them, like they were in the World Series last year. They they did get It's there. It, This isn't a bad team yeah. that they're playing. They're right. playing a good. The team. The record shows right that they're about that they're mediocre, but records don't always show what you are, uh, especially when you're in a division like they are in. Like the Braves are good in their division. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to talk about the Mets? They're they're bad. Um, but the Marlins, they're the one the best team in the, like that's in the wild card race. Um, right. And you know, even though the Mets are bad, they're still competitive. Like they play in a much tougher division than the Cubs and. You know they come to Wrigley and and they're playing well right now and they know that they need to keep playing well to even have a shot in the division or even get into the wild card. Which right now they're probably thinking more so wild card because right. uh, the Braves are running away. So you know they they know that these games are just as important. Like we sit here and talk about how oh the Cubs have to play well in this next stretch because of playoff implications and all this. It's the same things happen in the same dugout for the Phillies and the, That's, their fan base is talking about the same thing right. that we're saying. So. It, you're just you're just not getting you're not going to get any letdowns from some of these teams that they're playing on this stretch of 13 games mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's uh it's frustrating yes like this this whole thing since the Mancini era in London yes it's frustrating and I agree to a standpoint that the vibes are off right now these last three games and they got to get that mojo back and hopefully Kyle Hendricks can get then can help them tomorrow with that and we'll get to that but we, ha- we haven't really talked about Drew Smiley, and, and we have to because he's not been good in June. He hasn't been good in June. He's given up five homers in June. It's thir- I think it's 13 on the season, 13 on the year now, 13 or 14 on the year now. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, he goes three and two-thirds tonight, nine hits, seven earned, one walk, two strikeouts. Felt like he had the good first inning, and then it was just bad after that. And because Tyone was unable to go, like even go five innings la- or go deeper last night, I felt like David Ross left him out there to try and see if he could do or re- replicate what he did in his last home start where he gave up five earned, But he was able to somehow give you better innings later in the game. And yeah. he ended up getting the win, I believe, in that game because the Cubs were able to come back and win that game. It was the game the, the Cubs trailed five to one against the Pirates. They came back and won. I felt like David Ross was trying to do that again tonight. That way he didn't have to use the bullpen. Um, didn't work out this time. Cause if, yeah. if he takes him out after he gives up the the three run homer by Cassianos, it's five nothing. And the Cubs end up scoring four. Who knows? Like it's a lot like the situation's a lot different for the Phillies bullpen obviously and the game perhaps goes differently if if they if he brings in Wesneski earlier or whoever you know what I mean I so that's probably my one gripe on Ross tonight is like it was already shown that Smiley wasn't doing great but the hard contact that they kept coming at him with I felt like they probably should have just been done after the third inning and yeah and so that's how I felt about Smiley tonight
1: yeah he he it was pretty clear that they were hitting him hard mm-hmm. um and i think there is something to the fact that when you have 13 games in 13 days as a manager you're mindful of how you're using your bullpen and to some extent there's probably some thinking on ross's part about you know if, if i go to my bullpen really early here what is that you know, where's that put us going forward? They were fortunate on Tuesday night that Assad was able to give them three innings and really fortunate tonight that was gave them, you know, four, four plus, Mm -hmm. you know, and really did well. Um, You know, that's for as, as tough as smiley was was looked really, really good. So that I think if you're looking for a tiny little bit of a silver lining and how the last two nights have gone, it's that uh, the bullpen use has been minimal yeah. And as you're kind of rolling over <clears throat> back to the better part of your rotation, hopefully then that's, you know, where you're going to see them trend in the other direction, depending on how good Kyle Hendricks looks tomorrow night. Yeah. But Wisneski gave them, you know, four and a third, only gave up two hits. One was a solo homer to Josh Harrison. And of um, course it was Josh Harrison, but, the <laughs> smallest guy on their team probably. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, as best as you can hope for, given the situation, because it does hopefully put them in a good spot going forward where the rest of those bullpen arms have really now been pretty mm. well rested because there's a lot of guys in the bullpen that haven't had to touch the ball in the last three days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, the smiley thing, I remember when he, had, he gave up six runs, his first star of the year against the Reds in Cincinnati. I remember the chat people just going off saying why did we bring this guy back this guy stinks blah 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 and then it started a an on like an unreal run by him like even yeah. i got a little mind blown by it we got to see the almost perfect game he had a bunch of you know five six inning starts giving up less than three runs in each start and then june came and especially at home he hasn't been good he gave up he gave up the five runs in his last home start gives up the seven tonight and even last week in Pittsburgh even though he gave up zero earn he walked five and he just kind of scaved through five innings and you felt like man we're, we're lucky that we're playing the Pirates at least that's how I felt right and or at least we we're playing the Pirates at a point where they're not playing well and they were un- unable to take advantage of any of his walks and you know the hard contact that he'd given up um so yeah it's just I think his first start in June was against the Padres where you know it was kind of iffy too so I don't know if it's just, you know, how every starter they go through those rough stretches. Yeah. They they don't exactly always have the best like Drew Smiley coming the year, we were thinking we were hoping he'd be the number four starter. And then because Tyone's been so bad for frankly bad, you know It's shifted he, the expectation. Yeah, yeah. People are asking more from Smiley because he did almost throw a perfect game and he did have a bunch of really good starts against some good teams. And so to see what he's done this month, it's like I've, I understand fans, you know, being frustrated and wondering what the heck's going on. But when you look at it in the grand scheme, it's like, this is Drew Smiley. This is like, he's, he's got like a four ERA and, mm-hmm. you know, he has good starts and he has bad starts. Like right. there's, it's not like we're, it's not like we're watching Verlander go out there to, and he's, yeah, he's and have the struggles that he's had this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's drew smiley who's a veteran pitcher who mainly throws his curveball and doesn't have any velocity and he relies a lot on location a lot like stroman and and Hendricks, you know and that is i think what we're seeing from him is at least this month is just a little bit of who he has been throughout his career good starts bad starts and by yeah, the end of the year, you all, you see the the season ending numbers, and you're like, oh, he's, you know, he's a solid three four starter. You right. know what I mean? So right. it's, it's, it's good to
1: remember that when you after having watched a start like this one, yeah, where it's tempting to overreact. Um, there were some good things tonight. I want to you know give a shout out to my fellow Jared, Jared Young, first career home run. <laughs> yes. and it was, and that was you know, and that wasn't like a cheap one either. He didn't hit it into oh. the basket. That was pretty four hundred and twenty five feet. Yeah, I believe four twenty five. So. Uh, Jared Young up with uh, the Cubs for the second time in his career. He had a brief stint last September, and then got mm-hmm. called up yesterday. But uh, made his first start um, tonight, and yeah, went deep.
0: So first shout out to yeah, first Jared Young, first career homer. Um, you know he got a take, take
2: that slaughter.
0: <laughs> don't get don't get Gary <laughs> all up in his in his feelings. Brags, come on now. Um, yeah, no, it it was good to see. Him come up in and make an impact immediately. Um, I like the spot that had him in the lineup tonight. I think he was batting seventh, um, and you know they said he has been hitting righties well. Well, Aaron Knowles is a righty, that. and he what, showed that, right? That's what. And Ross- then even even his second about, and this is this is this was like a major rally killer. They had a couple guys on. Yeah. He hits a hundred and two mile an hour liner that, you know, is I think it was technically a ground out, but he hit it really hard but right at second base, they turned the double play and it, it ends the inning Had like a 5-10 five, five, expected batting average. Like It's just like that's a little bit of the bad luck that you exactly. kind of mentioned earlier exactly. and yeah. obviously that bad luck goes away when you just hit homers, um, but at the same time, like he had already had a homer in the game, like I'm not going to get mad at him for not hitting a homer there. It's that's, just like, that's a situation where you want to see a guy put the ball in play and see what happens and then that that one time it didn't work didn't and work out that's him. baseball unfortunately and that's why i hate sports i'd
2: also like to <laughs> quickly display my power to gary i have now completely edited a comment to make it look like he doesn't like slaughter he didn't, <laughs> oh. he didn't say this at all or gary I just put young
0: that, greater than sign slaughter oh man he didn't i just see and that's my don't, power don't gary. make the don't make producer braggs mad or he'll or he'll yeah, he doesn't he'll, lie we'll yeah. see it Sorry, Gary. But, uh,
1: <laughs> no, that's one of the things Ross told us yesterday before the game was that um, they know that Jared Young is going to just mash righties, and so mm. he gets a start against a right-handed pitcher and does exactly that. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and, of course, Dansby Swanson got his ninth homer of the season, so yeah. that's uh, definitely some, some good things in, in tonight's game. Mm. But obviously the uh, final results – not making everybody happy. So maybe if they need to pick me up, maybe it's time to go to Sunnyside. Oh,
0: what, what, a, what a transition. Look at that. Look, Look at that. you. You even come Look in here that. and do this and you just did this? Wow. Remember this moment. Where were you when Jared Willis had the best transition since Luke Stuckmeyer went on vacation?
1: Yeah, in the <laughs> long time that it's been. <laughs> but uh, no, Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. A place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer, maybe even after a tough Cubs loss. Mm. It is a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are in your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering, and in-store pickup, and a great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. Sunnyside is Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, even champagne to South Beloit. And Sunnyside would like to know which Chicago athlete made you feel good this week.
0: Uh, Justin Steele. I still haven't forgot about his start on Saturday. I, I it, You know, it hasn't been a week since then. So, you know, I'm excited for his next start. So. Yeah, yeah. It's good good pick. Yeah. Um,
1: if I can stray from baseball just a little bit. Um, we were talking about this earlier. I'm not a hockey guy, but... I got to say the newest Chicago athlete, Connor oh, Bedard. Yeah. So there you go. Making me feel good. I might even watch some hockey games.
0: Yeah. The new season. shirt we just dropped for it's pretty sick. So you should go check that out. Go check that out for sure. Buy if yourself you're a die, a If you're a diehard, shirt. you get a 20% off.
1: Ew. All right. But uh, if you go to uh, Sunnyside, you can check out a few of their, their special selections. In particular, the Mindy's, which is their best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles which are created by James Beard award-winning chef, Mindy Segal and Cresco Labs. So through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers, anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 or older or an Illinois Med Card holder.
0: Yeah, and after you go to Sunnyside, maybe your eyes will be open. You want to go to college. some That's kind of how it happened for me uh, back in the day. Uh, students are just like me or you. Uh, full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms go back to school to learn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News & Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Uh, Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. We offer career support and academic resources for adult students. If you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certification program or certificate program, uh, Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. We're just going to highlight one here. The Lewis program in ah, data science sounds exactly like something I would have done if I didn't do CSO Cubs podcast. Dell Metrics. Uh, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at dot edu/slash you can do this. Luke, I hope you're really proud if you're watching and you heard me and uh, Jared do those ads. Um, anyway, I I don't know how much there is left from this game to really discuss. Uh, Sometimes you you have those games that are. Bar- just- Barbara (laughs) Braggs is like getting my attention. I love Barb. Barb says she has an overactive bladder. It keeps her up at night. Listen, we've all been there, Barb, Uh, especially on a night like tonight.
1: (laughs) I saw that Barb mentioned that the last time she had an edible, she passed out on the floor.
0: (laughs) Barb, you don't have to take the The wild card.
1: The wild card that she
0: is. You can cut them into smaller Um, pieces. We got 27 likes, and how many are watching, Braggs? Seventy five. Seventy five. We have seventy five people watching and only twenty seven likes. I am once again asking you all to pound the like button. Um, did we read all the su- the super chats? We tests? got. It. We have a couple more a from couple Joe more. and Steven. So all right, we'll, we'll shoot let's do those and then we can do second segment here. Uh, Joe says that's because they are a mentally weak team. I think he's referring to like the, uh, yeah. the 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 jet lag or whatever. I I don't think they're a mentally weak team just based off the what we've seen. Cause I, you could also say after they got swept by the angels that they would just fall apart even more. And we really would be talking about selling at the deadline. Instead they won 11 or the next 13. So I, I, I don't think I wouldn't go that uh, far, at least for me personally, Joe, I'll say thank you for the super chat, <laughs> but no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven also another super chat. Thank you to, for all the super chats tonight so far. Uh, he says, remove Tyone from the rotation and drop Mancini to DH slash pitch hitting role. Hoyer and Ross need to swallow their pride and make tough decisions. Well, the, 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 the Mancini thing with, the, with Jared Young coming to the team, I think that we're only really going to see Mancini against lefties and in a pitch hitting role. Um, as far as Tyone, we kind of talked about it on last night's show. Um, I think he's definitely going to make his next two starts before the all-star break. And if those also don't go well, then I do think that they have to make a decision on, you know, the the quote-unquote Phantom IL or something like that, you know, bef- mm-hmm. before the deadline. Because if they're, I, I understand it's the central and, and they're, you know, despite being four games under, they are still only four and a half back and all of this. But you you have a farm system full of, young arms that have promise. I mean, Ben Brown has entered the top 100 prospects, uh, for MLB pipeline. Uh, I'm even like, even after Wesneski start tonight, I'm willing to see him going back into the rotation or maybe be in like a piggyback role, uh, yeah. with Assad or, or someone like that. Uh, and, and roll with it that way. I think that's more of a, f- a formula of winning as well. If, if they were to do something like that, if if it if they were good at it, because if, if, if they tried it and it didn't work, then you're taxing your bullpen and then you're just hurting yourself. But, you know, they do have some young arms that not only am I, people in the chat, even you, Jared, like I, the people are intrigued about, the Cubs are intrigued about, they need to learn about some of these guys in this, you know, whether it's the next month or in the second half of the season. And... Yeah, I mean, I I don't we when we talked about Tyone last night, it's like I, he just has to be better, man. Because you you yeah. you're not seeing you're not seeing a full game from him. Like the first two innings were bad last night from him, but then he retired seven straight, but then he gave up a three spot, and the Cubs are down five to zero or whatever it was, yeah. and they eventually lose five to one. So again, not trying to talk about Tyone a lot, but I would say that my leash is two more starts. And if there's no improvement, then you really do need to start talking about like the phantom IL or something.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, it, it is a tough call, but I, I think it's also helpful to, to keep in mind that, you know, that's, that's a, that can, you're telling a player, you know, it's easy for us to say that yeah. you're telling a player you, you're going to take some time off. Mm-hmm. These are competitive guys who want to be out there, and I know from talking to Tyon that he is—he's working his butt off in between starts. He's feeling really good about the work that he's doing. He—he was visibly frustrated in the post game last night. Yeah. Um. So I think it's easier said than done to go to him and say, "Hey, why don't you take 15 days off?" Um. But I—I I do get the question. Maybe a
0: bullpen role. Like right. I, I don't know. Like. I get the question. It, it's not like they can option him to Iowa because they they have to ask his permission for that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, and so like I I'm just saying in terms of like mm-hmm. the Cubs need to win some games and he he it just feels like he's setting them back every time he goes out. He can never it feels like every first inning of his starts it's like give up I mean two batters in last night he gave up a run, you know what I mean? Like if These next two starts for him, in my opinion, are huge in terms of what they're going to do with the rotation moving forward. The only blessing in disguise for it is that most of the rotation has been very good all season until Drew Smiley had this start. So, like, if Drew Smiley continues to struggle and he struggles, then you really have some issues that we really haven't had to talk about all season. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's what makes it frustrating about this Cubs team all season is the fact that they have – one of the best – they've had one of the best starting rotations in the National League, and they're 4-under. And the big reason that they're 4-under is because they either can't score enough runs or their bullpen went through the really tough stretch where they couldn't get anyone out. And right. um, and and you know, and they've lost games that Tyone has pitched. They're 2-11 and 11 when he pitches. Like, it's – there's a lot of, like, things that go into why they're 4-under despite having a really good starting rotation. But basically, it, it has been – Strowman and Steele being like the workhorses that have made that starting rotation great, and it's, Hendricks has been good since he came back too. Yeah, I mean, you you right now, I think you have at least three
1: guys that are are very reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's with Tyon, you you've invested four years and sixty eight million dollars into the guy, so yeah, they're you know mm-hmm. for good or bad, this is this is the investment that you made. You know for what it's worth when you look at some of his numbers this season like you know the hard hit rate you know the the barrel rate he's he's had I was looking at this earlier today is by far the highest barrel rate this year of his career um, when he was with the Pirates his barrel rate was usually around four mm-hmm. uh, percent with the Yankees for two seasons it went up to about eight but this this season it's up around 12. Yeah. so he's and he talked about it after last night's game but he mentioned there's there's certain pitches that he's not getting to the spot in the zone where he's used to getting them mm-hmm. and he's now having this sort of weird thing where left-handed hitters are are hitting really well against him. Their left-handed batters have an OPS of I think 1.081 oh, <laughs> against yeah. him and he said it last night like this was never a thing for me until it sort of became a thing mm-hmm. and now he goes up against lineups where it's a bunch of lefties cuz I think the Phillies sent up six
0: left-handed batters last night and yeah. it it worked. It so yeah, it's a, it's a very frustrating thing, and so again, I don't. Tyone didn't start tonight, so I don't want to w- talk a ton about him. But yeah, if if Smiley c- continues this stretch too, then you really do have, you have similar some sorts issues. of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I do like Barb's idea. She says give Tyone some day off. He could hang with Stucky. <laughs> maybe maybe Tyone Stuck will Stucky will get him in the set him straight. Yeah, get yeah. him in his own pitch lab, I guess. Um, they,
2: they both have small bladders.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, I'm reading the chat still. People talking about uh, Wicks getting called up uh, to uh, to Iowa, uh, I believe, today. Technically, I think he was supposed to start tonight in Iowa. I haven't checked to see what he did, but. Um, yeah, last I had seen, he hadn't officially been activated
1: yet okay. by, by Iowa. So, um, yeah, we'll
0: uh, – Something to keep an eye on, keep an eye keep on, yeah. on um uh, we do know this uh Patrick Wisdom is headed to speaking to of Iowa, yeah, speaking of Iowa, Patrick Wisdom is going there on a rehab assignment uh which I think we you know we talk about having no power or not enough power, uh, I know we struggled since may's or since April's ended, k rates well above forty percent during that stretch they 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 do need that threat. And I'm intrigued to see how they use him when he comes back and who they option when he does come back because obviously Madrigal's played well enough to continue playing third. As much as I don't want him to play third base specifically because he just isn't the built the type of built player to play yeah, defensively third. Defensively, it's not his... Yeah.
1: yeah, it's not the spot for him.
0: Yeah, but. like he's played well. He had some nice plays there tonight, but as we've talked about, he's just not the 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 style of player you want at third every single day but again he's hitting and you need to play him how do you get wisdom in there do you play him at first base some I know he can play a little outfield but we know he's not like a lead out there so to me considering the situation at first base I feel like maybe that's where they get him in sometimes or DH but then yeah. that might take away at bats from Morrell unless they put him in you know, the outfield. And if say continues to struggle, then maybe he does stay in right field on some that's, of those days. But that's the
1: kind of thing that any manager will tell you. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. I have more bat, you know, multiple bats that I'm trying to find spots for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when he does come back, it's, there's going to be that question of, all right, whose spot is he going to take? Where is it going to fit in? Yeah. Um, but he will, you hope when wisdom is able to return that he's going to add some power back to that lineup. Cause he was the kind of hitter, where, yeah, you know, he's not going to hit for a high average. He is going to strike out kind of a lot, yeah. but he's also a serious power threat. So he can give you, you know, some of those, maybe those big hits that they've been lacking here a little bit lately. He's the guy that can pr- start to provide some of those. So,
0: yeah. Um, some other news, uh, Brandon Hughes, he underwent a surgical, what is the word? De- de- Debridement. Debridement on his left knee, and he'll begin to – Rehab program immediately. There's no telling on like he'll if he'll make it back for the rest of the season. I don't really know.
1: Well, his I, yeah, I I doubt it. He yeah. um because it was his spot on the 40 man roster that Jared Young took. So oh, okay, it looks very much like the plan for Hughes is you're done for this year, but work on that rehab so that you can yeah. be back next. Hopefully
0: year. he can come back next year because coming into this year I was really. Excited about him because I felt like the Cubs finally found a left-hander reliever they could that they yeah. developed themselves, and it just didn't work out. And it, I hope it mainly is because of injury and not because he just lost it all. You know what I mean? Um, and I yeah, everyone knows that Saya sat out with a stiff neck tonight, and I only mentioned that just because we were just talking about wisdom and uh, the offense wasn't that much better with Saya not in there tonight. But Saya, you know, hopefully. I I do want to see him back in there tomorrow because, to me, it was just like give him a night off. He's really been struggling in June. Uh, But let's – you know, you still have to play him. He's still your better defensive right fielder. There was a ball that Morrell came really close to today that, who knows, maybe Saya doesn't make it either. But at the very least, he's your best defensive right fielder. And, you know, when he was – when he didn't start the season with the team those two weeks in April, this chat – me, everyone it's Luke, Ryan, all maybe not Ryan, but Corey, Brendan, like we all sat here and complained about the defense in right field and left left us think like reminding or it left us uh remembering how good Jason Hayward it was in right field for most of the golden era. Right. And so like you need that they, defense you, you out gotta there. play yeah. Saya every day until unless this offensive stretch really keeps going into July. And then if it if that is the case, then then I don't know, but I don't want to think about that yet. Take I take it a day at a time. Yeah. He's back
1: in the lineup tomorrow. Right. You hope.
0: And yeah. Things right. are things will be looking now, up. Uh for this segment, I thought this would be good just because and I and I felt like Luke Stuckmeyer when I typed this into Notion. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously the Blackhawks uh, first overall draft pick tonight, they took Connor Bedard. I'm not a big hockey guy. I tweeted myself. I was like, "Explain Connor Bedard to me in baseball terms or in Cubs terms." And so then my mentions are just like Mike Trout, Chris Bryant, but with Mike Trout like talent and all this. So I w- I'm asking you, Jared, uh, what Cubs player kind of remind or I guess is kind of the same feeling or the hype as Connor Bedard getting drafted by the Blackhawks? Well, it's funny you should mention Chris Bryant,
1: but that was my first thought was thinking back to 2015 when Bryant was called up those, mm-hmm. you know, the, what was it? Two weeks into the season in April that year, because when he was first sent down and it was sort of with that, you know, wink, he's got to work on some stuff, but we all knew what was really going on. <laughs> uh, but the day that he finally got called up, you know, there was, there was an excitement in the air. There were, you know, I remember people I was with who were talking about like, Hey, Chris Bryant's with the Cubs and, mm-hmm. you know, checking their, Checking box scores to see what was going on. That yeah. to me, if you're talking about recent history, the hype for, for Bryant's debut was was pretty legit. That's yeah. That's the first guy that came to mind. Maybe if you go a little farther back, Starlin Castro. Mm. He had a great debut and. 2010. No
0: one said a, that to me. Had a big That's a good game. one though. But yeah, it, I do it, remember his debut. Yeah, right. his debut. Was People should incredible. go back
1: and look at Starlin Castro's yeah. first game with the Cubs. His
0: first few seasons with the Cubs was unbelievable. He had like 200 hit, multiple 200 hit he was, seasons.
1: He was a great hitter. Yeah. Or even a little further back, Kosuke Fukudomi, an opening day yeah. hit the yeah. homer. And uh, there was a
0: lot of hype for him whenever he signed that free agent contract. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But a I lot, think honestly, you can. I think you might even argue more hype than say, a Suzuki. Definitely. Because when Fukudome signed, that team was supposed to be good going into that year. Right. that was a, Say a sign when we knew that they weren't going to be good last year. So
1: Yeah, 2008 was a season that w- there were real high expectations that yeah. year. But I think the guy who comes the closest to the hype that I feel like we've experienced with Bedard is probably Chris Bryant.
0: Yeah. As far as, like, a guy getting drafted, I mean, he was even taken second overall. Um, you know, maybe Mark Pryor is, is another one who was Detroit, drafted pretty high, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Prior and Bryant, the injury factor has led their careers to a point where we hope that doesn't happen for Bedard, if you're a Blackhawks fan. Oh, man, I feel like we <laughs> should do something to reverse the potential jinx. To Just uh, yeah. a lot of knocking on wood yeah. here. A lot of knocking on wood here. Um, so, yeah, no, it's an uh, exciting time for uh, Chicago hockey, uh, as some say. But, uh, yeah, I'm. what about, you know, a player – a player coming up soon that gives that same type of hype, like maybe PCA or Cade Horton in 2025, probably. I mean, if Cade Horton comes up next year, that'd be unreal. I think Pete
1: Crow Armstrong is, that's the most excitement I've seen about a Cubs prospect Mm -hmm. in probably seven or eight years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're, yeah, you want to talk about guys that haven't been called up yet. Mm -hmm. PCA is one, uh, Future seems bright. That's for sure for both the Blackhawks mm-hmm. and maybe even the Cubs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mick, Nick Madrigal supporter says no Cubs prospects compared to Bedard. Stop smoking a blunt. We're not comparing them to, to Bedard. We're just saying the, you know, the hype. Br- we already did it. the Sunnyside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we already. Yeah. Yeah, and we already did do the Sunnyside uh, ad, dude. Come on, man. Uh, anyway, uh, again, Cubs lose eight to five, and. Uh, You know, the vibes are not great. But, you know, what can be great is if you get your Shady Rays and uh, put your Shady Rays on when you go to look at the box score tomorrow. That way you can shade your eyes from the pain that is the Chicago Cubs on uh, June 28th, 2023. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor ventures. That's not all, folks. Shady Rays offers the most insane production in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk. When you shop, their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And also, oh no, that's for Independence Day. Nevermind. I'm not going to read that. That was, sorry. Well, speaking of their durability, this is mm-hmm. a true story. I, I got myself
1: two pair of Shady Rays. Okay. And within a few weeks of getting them, the one, one pair, I had it clipped in my shirt one day and it dropped out. Hits the ground, hits the ground hard. The lens even popped mm. out. And I was thinking, I, I came close to crying. I picked <laughs> it up. I got the lens back in there. Popped it right back in. Those things
0: are—I swear to you—as good as new. So yeah, I, I love say durable. They really are. So I actually lost my Shady Rays. I I still don't know where they're at. Like I I, I don't know where they possibly could be. And uh, so I'm gonna be just like Ryan, who's gonna join us here in, after we read this next ad. Uh, I'm gonna be getting a hold of them to uh, you a know get a replacement pair because I missed them that. and I have another pair of sunglasses at home that aren't Shady Rays and they just do not. Fit Not my the face same. the same. Not the same. And I the vibes are so much worse with, without them, too. So uh, you know what increases vibes? It's lights, like bright lights, these bright lights shining on us, uh, all due to the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Jared.
1: Yeah, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting, and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen, kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Ooh, how's it work? An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you say comed.com slash
0: powering biz, Jared? I sure
1: did. Schedule it
0: today. All right. Just in time, the man, the myth, the legend. Some are saying, I'm only saying it one time because I can't be that nice to him. Ryan Herrera has has joined the show and he looks tired from beautiful historic Wrigley Field.
3: Yeah, it was a long day. Yeah, but I'm 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 happy that you uh, were nice to me for once. It's it yeah, good. you know, <laughs> it was good. So
0: sometimes sometimes you gotta sacrifice uh, something to you know get the vibes up, and that that that's how I decided to do it. Um, obviously Smiley not great tonight. Ryan, um, were you able to talk to him after the uh, the ball game?
3: Yeah, we were able to talk to Smiley. Um, you know that second inning is really. I mean, I, I know he got roughed up a little bit later on, but that second inning was five runs. I want to say, yeah. um, that was, that was the inning that kind of did him in. Um, you know, so f- for smiley, you know, he said, uh, you know, they, I think it was just like, you know, the Phillies have a good lineup regardless of how, you know, inconsistent, I guess is, is the word I'd say, uh, they've been like the whole year. They have a lot of good hitters on there. And I think, um, you know, smiley didn't do a great job. He said, uh, the curveball um, maybe it wasn't working as well as as it had all season for him, um, but there was I, th- I want to say maybe Castellanos' home run was on a curve that um, was actually like it was, it was a little it was low I think it was out of the zone low um, and he just managed to to get it and I think he hit it into the basket um, so there was a few of those where it was just like good piece of hitting over bad pitch you know it, it was. Yeah. Solid enough pitch. It would have been it's just out in that
0: 17 of the 30 ballparks. Yeah, something off.
3: like that. I think yeah. even Sosa's wasn't a hit far. I think it was only 21 of 30 ballparks too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more of a, there was a lot of better pieces of hitting than bad pitching by Smiley. But I mean, I, when you give up seven was seven earned runs for him today, something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you give that up in two and in three and two thirds innings. Like it, it wasn't a great day for him in the mound, and you know Smiley acknowledged that. It just Um, you know they put they he said they did a good the Phillies put a good job or did a good job of putting the bat on the ball again was was just able to even beat him on better pitches Um, you know he's someone that the Cubs have been able to kind of rely on for consistent innings and um, Cody I was able to tune in a little bit earlier um, and you kind of mentioned like this is kind of smiley like this is who they're kind of paying him to be like he's not an ace like he's not Strowman that you're going to go out and, and it's wind day right is that yeah. i think what they've called like wind day for stroman um you know smiley might give you a, I mean this is probably on the lower end of the starts he's given um really since like last august or july ish whenever he came back from that oblique um this is definitely the lower end of it uh you hope obviously that he's going to bounce back from this one um this is about as bad of a start as he as you expect out of him um yeah. but you Generally, we we kind of got accustomed to him being able to go out and get through five innings, and even if it's like you know three three earned runs or three runs, whatever it is, through five like that still gives the Cubs a chance to win. That's kind of what we have come to expect out of Smiley. Didn't happen today, but mm-hmm. um, you know, veteran pitcher, lefty, he's been pretty consistent for the last going on a year now in a Cubs uniform. I think you know it's a bad night, turns the page, comes back out the next time out, and I think he. Is due for a for a better outing for sure.
0: Um, I see Fernando in the chat. He says uh, it's it's the air quality that beat him down. Ryan looked tired, Ooh. as in relate re, relating to you. But um, yeah. did, obviously the air quality wasn't. I don't think it's it was nearly as bad as yesterday. Uh, did was there any of you know talk related to that tonight? Because uh, I know yesterday, in your opinion, you said that you were surprised that they played the game. Uh, the game obviously wasn't in question tonight, but was the? You think there's any effects from that to maybe that goes into you know how they've played the last two games?
3: Well, I, I don't know, and I don't know that we can know until we kind of see how they feel. You know, once the smoke finally clears, I guess. Um, yeah, it wasn't as bad. I mean, there's still smoke kind of in you know all around the sky and, and, and you could you could feel it out there. Yeah. Um, I guess the, looking at the air quality index or whatever, it wasn't as bad as like it was yesterday. Um, you know, talking to Carter Hawkins, pregame, game Ross pregame. Like it wasn't really a, as much a conversation about postponing the game today as it was last night. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, we, we talked to players yesterday and today, um, You know got feedback from any of them and you know there's they mentioned like small things like being able to kind of taste the smoke or maybe get a little stuffy or a little bit of a headache or something but like nothing too big that they feel affected their games too much um you know athletes sometimes downplay a lot of things you can ask jared like injury type things like gets downplayed a lot (laughs) by by the athletes so I don't know that I'm, I'm saying this is, a, is an apples to apples comparison, but um, you know, they, they may just be downplaying the effects of it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I can't say with any certainty that the smoke and, and just the atmosphere and, and all this, the elements um, really has had a huge effect on them if they won't tell me that. Um, so uh, it could have, and I guess we'll maybe we'll see in a few days, the smoke's gone and, and, Maybe they get back to winning some ball games and playing better, but um for right now it's, it's it remains to be seen that that's a thing
1: and it would stand a to reason too that you know if, if we're gonna factor that in the the smoke, it's affecting both teams, so yeah you know it's not necessarily putting anybody at a disadvantage <laughs> didn't slow the Phillies bats down right <laughs> so you know it's it's not as if the smoke is affecting one side of the yeah you know one dugout and not the other yeah um but Ryan, you mentioned like Carter Hawkins spoke before the game today. And I know I know there are a lot of people who, you know, and, and some of that probably has to do with the team having a couple of tough, c- tough games in a row, but we start talking about, well, what about this prospect or that guy and call up this guy, bring him up. Um, I know Carter must have spoken about the status of some of these prospects. What did he have to say about some of these guys?
3: Yeah, so, um, you know, like a Jordan Wicks being promoted to AAA, um, kind of talked about just uh, a lot of it has just been you know Wicks consistently doing what he's needed to do to kind of earn that kind of uh, that promotion. Um, you know he mentioned he had about twenty starts. I think he had exactly twenty starts at High A and maybe twenty one starts at Double A now. So it's like that the sample I guess that they've wanted to see at both those levels. They've they've seen what they've needed to see out of Jordan Wicks. Um, you know Carter mentioned that it's just like again he, he's doing the things that he's needed to do to get that promotion um they like you know that he continues to throw strikes he mixes his pitches well has a plus changeup. um competes on the mound pitches smart and you know this is actually the, a, a quote that i got intrigued by by, by hawkins and he said um You know, we felt like he was really ready for the challenge of AAA and we're excited about his ability to get there and start being a major league option for us here at some point. So that's obviously high praise, but just the fact that the thought that he may become a major league option even relatively soon is like pretty good for a guy that was drafted and not, you know, two years ago, right? Like. It's, it's 2021, their first-round pick, so that's I know he was a little bit more accomplished as a college pitcher, but um, that's a pretty quick rise for you know someone that maybe isn't the – have the best stuff for, or whatever it is for a pitching prospect but just kind of goes out there and get, you know, gets out and, sh- and impresses the, the guys upstairs. Um, you know, P. Crow Armstrong was another guy that was talked about, um, uh, selected for the Futures game earlier this week. And was asked kind of, you know, how, you know, pretty much was asked about, like, when's Pete Armstrong going to promoted to AAA? Um, didn't give, like, a timeline on that, um, but did mention that, you know, PCA has continued to play, like, outstanding defense in the outfield. Um, they've seen improvements in the plate discipline. The walk rate has gone up this year at AA compared to last year at high A. Um, so they are happy to see what he's doing at AA right now. Um, he mentioned that those conversations about a promotion to AAA will probably start at some point in the second half. Um, again, didn't give like, a clear date right on when that might happen. But um, it, it, does, it does feel like what Pete Armstrong has managed to do this first half of 2023 is kind of, he's knocking on the door of AAA, and I, it felt like Hawkins kind of acknowledged that.
0: Well, that's exciting because I did – in the offseason, we did kind of talk about Jordan Wicks as being a guy that we might see this year. Mm-hmm. PCA, we thought maybe a cup of coffee at the end of the year. Who knows? I that's that's my fair expectation for that. As much as it would, I would absolutely get up to watch that if if he got the call yeah. to come to the Cubs before the end of the year and play meaningful games. But Jordan Wicks, yeah, that's that's exciting. That um, you know, that quote that Ryan said that he had, um, you know, we'll see. Because I I am uh, I'm such a believer in some of these young arms down there. Not only in Iowa, but even in in Double A, and Jordan Wicks is one of those guys. You know, your first round pick in 2021, and he's shown all he's done in the minors is have success. He hasn't shown any right. real major weaknesses, uh, and so yeah, I'm excited to see how he does at Triple A. I hope they don't want him to make 20 starts at Triple A personally, but you know, whatever we got to do. So, um, all right, should we do who you got? I think we should. You, anything else? Is there anything else that we what need else, to know? Anything else we should know, Ryan?
3: Uh, I mean, uh, another thing from Carter, um, just basically the um, regarding the trade deadline, I think we're still at the point where they haven't made any definitive decisions on the direction, and he just kind of mentioned stuff that, like, you know, Jed has talked about the last couple weeks, and, and David Ross continues to talk about is, like, you know, The players are going to go and and do what they have to do on a day to day basis, and as from the front office standpoint, it's like we got to they got to really they just got to keep winning, right? They got to keep doing the things that they were doing that got them on this hot stretch. I know that you know they dropped three in a row. Um, I want to say they're now four and a half behind the Reds uh, for first place, so falling a little bit back, but um, it's more of like they just need to see the Cubs go out and win more games, do the things that they were doing that made them successful for the last couple of weeks, weeks, um, make up some more ground. The, the question of like, do they have to be above 500 to be a buyer, right? Like that, it felt like from that conversation, the, the fact that they're so-and-so number of games out of first place for kind of maybe trumps the, we need to be above 500 before we can buy. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on: is uh, can they stay in this fight? Can they stay within a few games of whoever's at the top, whoever's in first place? That may be a better indicator of what the Cubs end up deciding to do at the trade deadline versus like they haven't gotten to 500 yet, and it's you know early to mid July. Is that that's that? I think the where they stand as far as games back in the division will be a better indicator of what they. What direction they might uh, ultimately go in when it comes to a trade deadline makes
0: sense yeah, it makes, makes a ton sense. of sense and I think that when it comes to that we're just really not going to know until after the all-star break I feel yeah and that's why this stretch of 13 games is so important and them to be 0 and 2 in this stretch so far is frustrating and I understand why people in the chat are frustrated and blaming Tyone and tonight blaming Smiley and keep going back to the Mancini thing on Sunday like I get it I absolutely get it so uh, people in the chat are also saying that Domingo Herman had a perfect game for the Yankees tonight I got the alert on my phone against Oakland Uh, must be nice to throw a perfect game against a triple A team congratulations wow did I go there harsh harsh. (laughs) but a perfect game is a perfect game so that's awesome good for him uh, okay, who you got? Um Ryan had Hap, Corey had Morel, I, I took Magical. and Brennan had Swanson, and you took I uh, took
1: my fellow Jared. Jared, Jared Young.
0: Young. Yeah. Um Madrigal had three hits. Swanson had the home run. Your guy had the home run. Hap and Morel, I think, are probably out of the Probably out, out of, the of the co- there.
1: Morrell deserves some, <laughs> some acknowledgement for that. Working that walk, but no, I don't think. <laughs> oh, yeah, to... you had
0: the RBI walk. Right, yeah. It was like probably the biggest moment of the game, the loudest cheer of the entire game for <laughs> Cubs fans, right? Uh, we don't have the commissioner, Luke Stuckmeyer, here, but I am a man of integrity, though, and I'm willing to let Jared have this one. And I think, i okay, if I give this to you, you're going to start sending a pick in every day. I will. I will. <laughs> okay. So, How do you it, feel about this, Ryan? He's his got his uh, first career home run, his I,
1: first at bat of the season. My first who you got win.
3: This is a yeah, special I day I, for, for us, Jared. I, I didn't win. I didn't win, so I'll let you guys just kind of battle this it is
0: out. Again, I'm a man of integrity. You remember this the next time whenever I'm calling for myself to win. I will vouch okay? for you
1: yes. because of this moment.
0: Yeah. So Also, if Magical gets a win, then he's going to start sucking again so we got to do whatever to we yeah, yeah we got to yeah. i, I saved nick Madrigal's career and i firmly believe that so uh <laughs> i'm not giving him any who you got wins uh so that I, ryan you wouldn't believe this i actually went through and added up all our wins from, since uh last wednesday which would honestly only be three games but Beautiful. Uh Luke is leading all of us right now, so while he's on vacation, it's it's your time to, to try and make a comeback here, all right? There we go. Um all but right. you are you're you're fifteen out of fifty six or fifteen and fifty six. Corey is now seventeen and fifty three. I am ten and sixty three. Brendan is nine and twenty eight. The producers are four and eleven. Uh, they were three and eleven, but with Kevin taking Nico yesterday, he got the producers, their fourth pick, and now and I'm undefeated. Jared is one and zero in his last one. have the best winning percentage in this <laughs> yeah. whole group. All right, um,
2: and I uh, took Otani.
0: Brags, he's going to take Otani <laughs> every day there. the rest of the season. <laughs> that he's our producer because we are not mat- manifesting. We are just saying yeah. that Otani's going to be a promised cup. Cody. <laughs> he won't be hurt this time. I'm, I'm not ready to be hurt, but uh okay. Uh, Cubs lose eight to five. It stunk. Um, we're 0-2 since Luke Stuckmeyer went on vacation. That stinks. Uh, back to us. But sleep. tomorrow, Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Oh, also, I'm sorry. I, we forgot to do this. The taking care of business, the ComEd taking care of business player of the game, Jared Young. I think that goes well with who you got. I love it. Right? Uh, ComEd.com slash poweringbiz Biz. Uh, that was really – This is why Luke is better at this than me. So thank you, Brags. No, you're good. You're good.
2: (laughs) And I also saw a few people in the chat talking about the the big story of the night for the Blackhawks, uh, getting Connor Bernard. So I'd be remiss if we didn't share with the Cubs viewers here the new shirt release for tonight. Mm. Uh, A new king is in town here. So hey, you know, positive vibes brought over from the Blackhawks side over here to the Cubs. Just thought I'd share that shirt along before we. Uh, it call is a, it, a night. it is a cool
0: shirt. It's and a very cool shirt. Everyone knows I'm not the biggest like hockey guy, but I think I'm gonna buy that shirt because one, I love I love Back to the Future, and two, like I might as well just I'm gonna buy I want to buy every CHGO shirt except for a White Sox one, of course. <laughs> I like it? I mean, I'm not. I mean, I like the CHGO script, the black t shirt because it, but it doesn't necessarily look like a White Sox shirt. It's just CHO. In black, you know what I mean? So well, Let's
1: all get that new Blackhawks shirt.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Thank you, Braggs, for reminding me about the other ad we had to do. You got you. God bless you and your family. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back post-game. Try to avoid the sweep. Kyle Hendricks, I need him to put on the best lecture since his lecture in San Francisco. I need a lecture like that. I think the vibes will get right back up there if – he, he throws an almost no-hitter again. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, good. We need uh, we need uh, the professor to be the professor tomorrow night at beautiful Historic Wrigley Field. Uh, what, me, Jared, Corey? That's correct. I believe. Me, Jared, and Corey will be here tomorrow. Ryan will be at the ballpark, so he'll join us before the end of the show. And, uh, yeah, we're manifesting a win tomorrow, so we'll be here to celebrate the win tomorrow right here, CHO Sports YouTube channel. All right. All uh, right. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out, and uh, let's fly the W tomorrow. See you.